Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. What up, bro? It's been snowing. Oh. And I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to get this. is frightful. Don't, don't, don't use my own bits against me, Daniel. Oh, don't use my own bits against the me. Snow, man. <laughs> it, Let it snow. I've been I had this I had I had this whole bit about us not having officially changed our name, but then Daniel got me singing. Welcome to another edition of The Weekend to Take. Yes, that is still the name for now. We are still the weekend to take the show. We take one topic, one topic only, and we distill it down into its purest essence. We throw in a little bowl, we mix it up, we give it back to you, the people. You go out, you're all, you're all informed. You're Quite frankly, you're out of pocket with the things that you're telling your friends. You're just out of line. And we, we, we probably should rein it in, but we don't because that's what we do here. We like chaos. We hope that you liked our Super Bowl episodes, which were very much chaos incarnate. Um, we got them to you a little late because things have been things have been crazy around here. It's been snowing. Um, I took a, a little bit of a brief break at the Super Bowl because, frankly, I was drained. I was just a little bit drained. Um, and so yeah, now we're back in your eardrums for the month of March, ready to get this thing going full scene ahead. We'll have this name all changed for you soon. If you did listen to the Super Bowl, uh, we're in the process of changing our name to Speaking for Sport. Speaking for Sport. And so we'll have that uh, updated for you here. Pretty, pretty. Thank you, Daniel, for the, <laughs> for the emphasis on it. I appreciate that. Uh, but for now, we are still the Weekend in Tech, and we are still joined by all my, uh, my favorite friends, uh, of course, the uh, crazy person down below to, to the left, if you're watching us, which you probably aren't because we never put this on YouTube. Uh, Daniel Davidson's here. How are you today, sir? Howdy, y'all. Doing good, brother. <laughs> Have you heard the good news, brother? Every time you say brother, that's what I think of. Also here, of course, my favorite friend, if I'm being frank, Despian Poppy himself, Terrell Huff. What Indeed, up, sir. Talk about the ranking. Hey, su- su- support <laughs> the, the arts. Hell? Support the arts. Because we are the arts. I'm not even going, hey, I'm just happy to be in the position I'm in, homie. So I'm going to just go ahead and just <laughs> keep it moving. It's kind of like all them cats that made this all-star game over DeMar DeRozan. Don't say shit. Just sit there. Be quiet. Damn, slight shade. And you might notice missing in action this week is one Mr. Austin Brazina, but we know who to go to, who to call on man. when Austin Brazina is not available. And that is, of course, the one, <laughs> the only Trey Blanco himself, Ed White the third is here. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, oh we got like a partial pow pow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pro- <laughs> Crossover episode, baby. Crossover. <laughs> <laughs> What's hilarious about that is that Ed, so to take it behind the the camera, Ed is in my home. Ed and me are in the same building. So not only was that you ain't pow, got to pow, know that. No, I'm gonna explain why I'm telling you that. Ed's pow pow was delayed both on y'all's end and in the real life. I could see him doing the pow pow, but I could hear it on a delay. <laughs> so it was so weird. Oh man! Hey, look, if CNN could have people in the same building talking about they they uh, talking from multiple locations, I think we could do it too. So, so am I gonna like pause and act like I'm listening to y'all before I speak? 
like they do on the news. <laughs> no, no, you're, you you're go. good. You're good now. Okay, you're yeah. good now. Right, John. Okay. <laughs> don't do that anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just for added flavor, just for added chaos. Why not? Why not? I'm on, I'm on uh, some ancient artwork today, so don't get the, the, the new stuff. So. All right. All yeah, right. We had, to, we had to scrounge up an old computer to help that out here. Anyway, so today's topic. Wait, no. Before I give you the topic. There's one man who must speak before anyone else speaks because he has takes and he has to let you know. Quite frankly, because if I don't let him do it, he's going to do it anyway and he'll interrupt me and it's just a whole thing. So we made a segment out of it. And who is that segment sponsored by, Daniel? Who is that sponsored by? Chris Usman's Knockout Automotive. Stop on by for a smooth ride, smoothie, and a smile. And that segment is called Terrell Huff's First Take. Take it away. That's being poppy. So I got to admit, before I let us all cook on this for a little bit, um, I'm actually kind of dumbfounded by today's subject, although I'm going to enjoy really talking about it. Because in watching the Super Bowl, everybody saw the point where, you know, going into the, I guess it was about the second quarter, um, that Tom Brady and Tyron Matthew kind of came you know, face to face, and they were having some, you know, they were exchanging some words back and forth. And um, it looked pretty heated, um, but not too much more heated than anything else I've ever seen between. I mean, I've seen Philip Rivers, you know, chop, chop, chop with cats on the field all the time. So it didn't really stand out to me. And then, unfortunately, the media kind of did what the media does when that was the last football game of the year and ain't going to be no football for a hot minute. And that is that they made it out to be something that I hate to say it, it likely wasn't. Um, I find it really, really hard to believe that if, according to some reports, that Tom Brady said something racially insensitive, and yes, I am being nice about the way I'm putting that, said something racially insensitive to uh, Tyron Matthew, that I don't think he would mince words about saying what was said to him on the field, especially if it could be proved, considering the fact that even in the Super Bowl, where there was more people than the average football game this past season, but yet not that many, they probably could have picked it up somewhere on a mic. And nobody's been able to find that. This is the issue I have. And I don't know if I'll be at, at odds with the rest of the uh, panel here, but um, I feel like if Tom Brady had said what he's allowing people, and yes, Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew is allowing people, in my opinion, to think Tom Brady did or said something that I don't think he did. Um, I feel like he's in the wrong because to me, it feels like he's allowing people to think that. And there's been a lot of people that are saying, well, we heard audio and we don't think Tom Brady said anything racially insensitive or used any sort of racial slurs or anything like that. Um, and again, Taran Matthew is allowing, in my opinion, this to go on. He can literally just come out, and if he has, I haven't seen the story. He can literally just come out and say, no, it wasn't anything racially insensitive. If it was something deeply personal, something that had to do with something that Tom might know about him that other people might not know about, okay, fine. That's bad enough as is, but he's kind of allowing it, in my opinion, to go further than it needs to go, and the speculation will last longer than it needs to last. So, um my position, unless I find out otherwise at some point while I'm trolling through my phone or something like that, is that Tyron Matthew, uh, Matthew, I can't never say his name right, is kind of in the wrong here because he really should snuff this whole thing out. We shouldn't be talking about this right now, but that's what we do. And that was Terrell Huff's first tank. And who was it sponsored by? 
Daniel, sponsored by Chris Usman's Knockout Automotive. Stop on by for a smooth ride, smoothie, and a smile. And so, uh, you know, Terrell Huff, uh, you know, first take usually tells you pretty clearly what we're talking about. And even though it's about, what are we, uh, not a month later, but we're getting towards a month later, we're still going to go ahead and, and chop this one on up. Tom Brady v. Tyron Matthew v. the media v. speculation. Um, not a lot to say on this one. I, you kind of all saw what happened if you watched the Super Bowl. Um, at some point, during the uh, smashing that the Buccaneers put on the Chiefs, Tyron Matthew ass got, in, got in his like yeah, well, yeah, good old fashioned ass whooping. Uh, Tyron Matthew got in his feelings a little bit, and they started going at it. At a certain point, uh, Tom Brady seems to have said something out of pocket, and Tyron Matthew went, you know, pretty pretty clean off on him. Not like anything crazy, but he just started yelling back at him, and it was clear that something made Tyron Matthew very irate with Tom Brady. Now, for his troubles. <laughs> Tyron Matthew was the one who got penalized on the on the play and got a 15-yard penalty for his team uh, assessed onto the kickoff. Obviously, that didn't really come into effect that much because the Buccaneers were smashing him and continued to smash them afterwards. Um, after the game, you know, the media kind of got involved trying to figure out, trying to sleuth what was going on. Tyron Matthews sent a tweet out saying that, you know, that basically people are trying to make him the bad guy, even though he was the one who got jawed, jawed at and that Tom Brady basically said something that he didn't want to repeat. Um, from that, people started speculating, well, I guess the only thing that that could be is racism. Um, and we'll get into that later, why that, why that was the only thing that it could be in people's minds. Uh, but since then, multiple reports have come out, uh, a report stating that Tom Brady personally called, texted Tyron Matthew and said that uh, and apologized and said that he uh, has a ton of respect for Tyron Matthew um, and that he wanted to apologize again in person. Another report came out saying that what was said had nothing was not racial in nature. Michael Irving has said he heard the audio himself. And although he can't release the audio because of NFL rules or release what was said on the audio because of NFL rules, he confirmed that it was not racial in nature. And so we've all pretty much confirmed that it was not racial in nature, but we have no clue what was said uh, to make Tyron Matthew uh, go off as he as he has. And so that's where we are. Um, no extra information really from when we started. A whole lot of speculation in between. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily really know where that leaves us except for the, it interested me that people's first idea, you know, you, you get a lot of things <laughs> come out and people are like, why you always got to make it about race? And right. for once, I feel like the black person is not the one making it about race. It's more people trying to speculate it into some kind of a racial situation. Uh, how do you feel about that, Dan? You think Tyron Matthew kind of, because Terrell kind of seems to think that Tyron Matthew let this become bigger than what it is. Do you feel similarly in that point or do you see it differently um, in that Tyron Matthew could squash this or not squash this or make this seem less about race than it is? Because we seem to at this point all agree that this isn't about race just because multiple people have heard the audio and said it's not so uh I, I see it a bit different um from my point of view i think that um he holds tom brady to such an high esteem um that he actually doesn't want to potentially damage his image especially after them winning the super bowl um him possibly being close to retirement um i mean because in today's age in terms of social media you know even if it's not a racist comment depending on what he said to him either about you know himself personally his his uh fiance his kids his uh, parents who one is incarcerated, one is deceased. It could have been anything, you know, aside from race that could be deemed as very disrespectful that could lead to, you know, Tom Brady being right through the coals. And I think for, for Tom and Matthew, because he's been through that himself personally, he may know what that's like and says, okay, well, even though it was disrespectful, um, I don't want to see him go through that. So maybe I want to, you know, 
alleviate that concern or protect him from that by just saying it was disrespectful. You know, I'm going to leave it at that. I won't go any further into it. Um, you know, Tom Brady's already said that he's reached out to apologize. So that might've been enough for him to kind of say, okay, well, I'm done with it. So if Tom wants to say what he said, then that's fine. But for me, I'm not going to do anything more because, you know, I, I'm over it. I'm moving forward with my life. So I think it's more along the lines of that um, less than, you know, it being something racial or anything like that, because just looking through, you know, what he's been through his past and everything um, stuff at LSU, uh, Bill Polian kind of destroying him on draft night. Uh, a ton of stuff has happened to this guy and he's had to kind of just recreate himself, you know, to kind of save his life, his family's life and save his career that I think he kind of knows what, you know, a bad storyline or one mistake could do to someone's life or their, or their image. So I can kind of see him wanting to not put that on somebody else if he can avoid it. Um, because I think he thinks at the end of the day, yes, it was disrespectful. Um, you probably say a lot of disrespectful stuff every play in football or in sports in general. It just so happens that these two were superstars, so they got caught in the Super Bowl on a camera on the biggest stage in the world. So now it's kind of gaining more steam than it really has to. So I can see in that sense that maybe if it's something that, you know, is normally said within the field, even though it's disrespectful, he doesn't really want to highlight it because he thinks that it doesn't really warrant all that to what it could do to Tom Brady or how the story could keep going on and on and get his own legs of itself. Um, so um, from my point of view, I can see it more on lines of that as opposed to him, you know, kind of um, letting it error continue. I think it actually could be worse, even if it's not race, depending on what he did say to him. Yeah, what do you? We kind of bring you on when it's a football topic because you know you play. Daniel played too, so not like we uh, are <laughs> short on footbally opinions. Uh, but you know, you're the football guy. You, for whatever reason, didn't see the Super Bowl. No, I'm just kidding. You were at work, so we know why you didn't wow. see the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you, man. You, you're a working brother. You gotta, you gotta do what you can to keep the lights on. But uh, you're kind of getting this kind of as a fresh take. So I'm interested to get your kind of original opinion on this because this is kind of the first time you're really you're really getting this news because you didn't really see this live so what are you thinking about this you see it along the lines of Terrell you see it along the lines of Daniel somewhere in the middle how are you feeling I'm kind of as as I was trying to decide where I kind of lie in between because I don't want to put all the blame on Tyron Matthew but I just kind of feel like he can tell us what Tom Brady said and this give us a quick synopsis other than it was something I wouldn't repeat um I'm gonna just gonna go after the media with this one because uh nfl I'll, I'll tell you one thing i did listen to the nfl films of of the game the audio and there's like a 40 minute clip on youtube about the audio going in between there so the def and tyron matthew was mic'd up during the game so because there's some audio clips as well so i just feel like the nfl could just release it if it's not a racial slur and if you just said a combination of curse words you know they have the bleep masters so i think that's <laughs> i think it'd be actually pretty funny if it was just here tom brady going up to tyron matthew and it's good bleep 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 and then I, was, I think it'd be funny because one thing for sure about football in a super bowl game and you're playing against this reigning champions right now and you're out there kicking their ass so words were definitely said <laughs> so um and the way that the the buccaneers just tore him up i definitely believe tom brady was on another level of hype hype game and he was definitely going after um Tyron and Matthew and so that's one thing that Tom Brady even said he said he was I was going after Tyron Matthew and he went after him in the game but um I I can't I can't I do believe Tyron Matthew gets to deal us give us a little something of what Tom Brady said I don't think it's going to damage his career or his uh legacy too much because Tom Brady is already going down as a goat of QBs um seven championships 
uh, already undeniable. So I don't think if he, if he because he didn't say and everyone's saying that he didn't say anything racial. Um, I don't think it's going to damage anything of his career if he if it's on tape of him calling uh, Sarah Matthew a slur. I mean, not a slur, but a slew of curse words going after him in the heat of a moment type of game. So I don't think it's going to destroy his career or anything like that. Because there have been, I see your face, Dan. There have been quarterbacks who are known to be going after <laughs> curses. So this, is, like, this, I know is, gonna... this is that Trey Blanco <laughs> podcasting girl chemistry, Daniel, and uh, Ed knows that Daniel's about to fire back. I said that. <laughs> uh, you did. I, I'm not going to lie. This is also best friend chemistry. You did look like you were about to fire back at Ed. So <laughs> not, it's, it's not really at Ed per se, though. Ed, are you done with yours? I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Well, I think it's kind of funny because I think nowadays we're we're um we're so spoiled or used to kind of getting all the information because of social yeah. media and all this access to people that now we're like okay well we want to know so let us know we should we all need to know this but really it's like he said it to Tyron Matthew who would be the one to get you know upset about it Tyron said I'm cool water on the bridge I'm moving on but we we're like nah but what did he say though and he's like <laughs> cool. we're over it we're moving on I'm getting ready for next year right. say, it's all Gucci they're, they're like cool cool but what did he say though and it's like <laughs> yeah 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 that's a <laughs> so we, we won't let it go <laughs> that's, that's honestly a good point in, in that it's interesting that for somehow some way Tyron Matthew has become the scapegoat for all of our our thoughts on wanting to feel entitled to knowing the information that we just don't have and no one, everyone kind of refuses to, to tell us. And so we're like, well, clearly Tyron Matthews making this a bigger deal than it has to be. And we're just like, and Tyron Matthews is like, I, I'm, I, I was done with it the night of. I told the media the night of I didn't want to speak about it anymore. Right. And I, I put a tweet out saying I didn't want to speak out. Y'all are kind of perpetuating it. And, and, and y'all being us, the media, the fans, because like Daniel said, we do feel entitled to know. And I just, what's interesting is that somehow to me, somehow Tyron Matthews kind of become the villain in this when A, not only was his team penalized for something he really didn't do, but B, he was the one who was infringed upon. And then how do we know that? We don't have to, we don't, it's not a he said, she said, it's a he said, it's just they said. It's not even a he said, it's a they said. We know that Tom Brady apologized. So we know that he said something. You don't apologize for nothing. We know that he said something highly out of pocket because like like the two football players have said, things get said every day. So if this had to rise to some level of some disrespect that Tom Brady felt the need to not only personally apologize, but put it out there that he personally apologized so that we know that he personally apologized and wants to apologize again in person yeah. and and props to Tom Brady for that, for, for admitting that he's wrong and, and, and personally, because, you know, some people admit they're wrong and they don't give you the apology. They just they just right. leak it that they was wrong. <laughs> so yeah. I, I give him some credit for that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm also in agreement with Daniel that clearly he said something highly out of pocket. Tyron Matthew doesn't want to repeat it. And he probably doesn't want to repeat it because he has a decent amount of respect for Tom Brady. He was surprised in the moment that Tom Brady would come at him in that way. He's like, I've never seen that side of Tom before. Um, And it's just weird to me that Tyron Matthews kind of wearing this as like trying to paint Tom in some bad light when honestly Tom doesn't need help with that right now because he has the whole Trump flag thing that he's wearing. And so like, it's, I feel like not to mention went- he got thrown off the avocado tequila and had to be carried off of a boat like the week <laughs> after the damn game like that right there. That's like, the whole week after the Super Bowl is redemption time. Whatever you may or may not have done, you could have just like made it all better. This fool got carried off the boat and he's stumbling. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> 
No, dude. So I just think it's I think it's I think it's interesting because people want to make it seem like Tyron Matthew went to a racial place on this. Yeah. And I think what has gone to a racial place on this is that a society is very attuned to thinking that you know something is going to be become about race to where it can become that before it's even done so. But B, because I think Tom Brady's past is coming coming back to bite him in the fact that in the fact that you know he has those quote-unquote trump ties that he's had to kind of distance himself from and so people can see him saying something crazy um and i don't think he did because again and this is why i don't think he did and let me say this you know point blank is that if he said something racist to tyron matthew tyron matthew wouldn't defend him i just don't believe that he would i think it's as simple as that if he said something racist tyron matthew would say he said something racist he wouldn't shroud it in mystery like i don't what would that what good would that do if you if he thinks something racist has happened to him he would call tom that's my beef that that's my only beef with tyron and uh, tyron is and that's my point is is like we're at this point where hit the nail on the head but what did he say though but what did he say, though? That's where we are. I mean, and you can blame it on social media. You can blame it on whatever you want to. But that's where we are, which is, OK, we get it that it was between you and he and y'all squashed it. But we need to know what the, <laughs> we need to know details. And my problem is, is, OK, is it our fault that we're in that society? That's how society is now. Sure. But here's the big issue. That's where we are right now. So at minimum, you got to at least be able to say, hey, um, he, it wasn't nothing racial. It was mad personal, but it wasn't nothing racial. So let's go ahead and take that off the table now. Not because I feel like he was obligated to do it, but because he has already said, and, 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 and Derek said this, he said, hey, I squashed it that night. Right. So let's make it stay squashed. Don't when you when you know people out there thinking and come on, man, don't tell me Tyra Matthew didn't know that people were out there thinking that it might have been some racial shit like he knew he knew and he could have nipped that in the bud. And that would have been the end of the story. And I get it. Like, you know, it would have been believable if somebody was like, yeah, man, Tom Brady said some foul shit. You know, you, you, know, you call him, <laughs> you know, N word or something. People would have probably been like, yeah, well, you know what? We already know we seen the hat in the back of his locker. But the point is, that's not what happened. And this is now, hey, maybe we're maybe we're hurting ourselves if this did go down like we think it should, because we might not be talking about it. We'd be talking about something else. But the point is, <laughs> we're talking about it now because my man Tyron Matthew. We need the content, Terrell. The content is not, needed. I know, right? But we're, we're having this conversation right now, and many others are having this conversation at some point or another after the Super Bowl because my man didn't just nip it in the bud and say, nah, man, he didn't call me the N-word or nothing like that, but he said some pretty foul shit. And that's all it had to be like. And 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 people would have dropped it like a bad habit because nobody would have cared that Tom Tom Brady was talking trash to somebody. At do you, do you think so, Terrell, though? Like, you don't what? think, depending on what he said, though, it might have even gained more traction than what's going on right now? No, I, I, I don't because I feel like we're in a – I feel like right now it's like we're just sort of putting up with some of the foulest stuff. I mean, we just dealt with Mm. a dude that said everything but the N word for four years out of the white house and we put up with it. And when I say we, as, as a nation, we put up with it. 75 million people voted for that cat after all the foul shit that he said. So if Tom Brady does it, who's actually somewhat likable in many circles, then it's like, okay, you know, what he talked about his mama, you know, even though, you know, his parents, obviously he's one of his parents has passed away. Another parents is incarcerated. 
he talked about his parents. Uh, and, you know, hey, man, you know, it is what it is. You say what you say on the field. Um, I've heard black players say just as bad as stuff. Like, stuff like that is like, unfortunately, that's just kind of where we are, where we'll put up with it. It's not right, but we'll we'll let that slide or it won't get the kind of it won't get the kind of pub that dropping a racial epithet on somebody will. So, yeah, I really do think if he just squashed it at that, it would be a non-story right now. Um, you know, it would just be something that we see in NFL films a few years from now. Like, yeah, man, they was going at it, man. Mm-hmm. The underdogs, was, they was going at it. And the underdogs was yapping at the, at the uh, you know, at the favorites. And they mess around and went in there and beat them. And da-da-da-da-da. like, that's what we'd be talking about. I really don't think we'd be talking about this if, if he would have just squashed it. I think it's squashed it from a standpoint of saying it wasn't something racial. I think it's interesting. Uh, I know we've we've kind of taken the idea that he said something racist off the table because it's pretty clear he didn't. But it's it's always been interesting to me how Tom Brady kind of got away with the whole Trump thing because like, I mean, Dale, I've talked about this before. Black people, black players, I shouldn't say black people because I don't know that the black community really loves them. Some Tom Brady, but black players, NFL players, seem to love Tom Brady. He seems to have a a. I don't know if it's because of just the goat factor or they just spend time with him and he's just a good guy. But it, it's very hard to stick something like Tom Brady is. Um, quote unquote, you know, a bigot or anything of that nature to him, just because there's so many black players in the NFL who seem to love him, like, like genuinely love him. Um, and so it, it's, well, this is a weird, it's kind of a weird situation to be a part of it, it, from that standpoint as well. What are you going to say, D? Well, I mean, you know, because you're an athlete as well. At some point, you know, it's kind of where talent pretty much almost trumps everything at some point, especially when you're that talented to being you know, arguably one of the best to do it of all time. So look at maybe like Michael Jordan. He was seen as being as an asshole to all his teammates. Kobe Bryant was the same way as well. But at the end of the day, they're like, yeah, I'd rather have them on my squad than against them. So if they're with me, I love them as a teammate. Right. But the way they treat me in between has been terrible. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that they were on my team. I will say this, though. There's a little bit of a difference even in that, though, D. And I'll say say this, I'll tell you why. I can find dudes who don't like Michael Jordan who played with Michael Jordan. I can find dudes who fucking hate Kobe Bryant, who played with Kobe Bryant. I, I don't have any dudes who, like, maybe they're out there and I just haven't seen yeah. them. Or maybe you know of it. But I yeah. can't find dudes that don't like Tom Brady. So it's not even there's, that kind hey. of a thing, in my opinion. Because wait, wait, on the, no, wait, wait on the no, dock, man. Wait on the dock. Hey, hey, there there's, no, there, there's no fuck Tom, fuck Tom Brady contingent. Like, that, that, that don't exist. Like, like I ain't, I'm still looking for a cat that's like, man, fuck that. And, I, and honestly, uh, nobody uh, said that. Okay, I'll, I'll give you one. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he, nah, he, I mean, even Peyton Manning is kind of like, oh, I hate Tom, but he's my. Oh, oh, oh shucks. Oh, well, shucks. You know, oh, you know, Tom oh, got me shucks, again. Shucks, shucks. <laughs> but, and, and and honestly, it could be. that hate Peyton Manning. That's true. We can find dudes that hate Peyton Manning. It could be that football is just kind of a different sport. Like in basketball, yeah. like you don't expect someone to necessarily be like hyper competitive right. asshole guy. In football, yeah. it's a little more expected. Like, hey, we're all kind of on this level. So it could mm-hmm. also just be that. It, it could be we're comparing apples to oranges. But it's just interesting to me that, you know, I, I don't see a, any amount of – even when he did the the, the MAGA thing, I didn't see any mm-hmm. real blowback from uh, NFL players who were very socially conscious. It's not like this is a league that, from its player standpoint, that isn't socially conscious. Uh, but Tom Brady didn't really get any of that. I feel like Drew Brees – got his lickings immediately 
And so you can you know that they'll hold someone accountable. But for whatever reason, Tom Brady didn't doesn't get that kind of a thing. And he and so it's interesting that this kind of blew up in his face in that way. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what's happening here in some some way is that Tyron Matthew was like, well, yeah, of course, he didn't say something racist. So I don't I shouldn't have to explicitly say that because, I, yeah, I, I thought it was obvious he didn't say something racist because, A, right. it's Tom Brady. And B, if he said something racist, I would tell you. So I, yeah. I, it might be one of those things where he's just and, like, and I he think probably would have got tossed out of that game. <laughs> I, I, I think it should <laughs> be supposed to just get the flag. Yeah, I think Tom, from Tom Matthews' point of view, and again, this is just rampant speculation. I would, I feel like he's probably more like, hey, I thought it was obvious that he didn't say something racist because it doesn't make any sense for me to handle it this way if he had. Well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll say it's for Tom Brady though. When you compare him to like someone like Drew Brees, I think Tom is a little bit more calculated. When sure. it comes to the media, then Drew Brees, uh, because yes, he, he he showed that he was you know in support of MAGA, but he didn't speak too much on the the whole flag thing or the kneeling thing right. at, all too much though. While exactly. Drew Brees actually inserted his full opinion yep. into it and then got destroyed, well, so he went at a a, a player. Let's yeah. be realistic. He yeah. went at a player. He did it the first time when it was like you know Cap was still somewhat in the league, and then he did it again several years later. So he went. That that was viewed as him going at a specific player, whereas with Tom, it's more like, you know, he's supporting he, he he's he's shown to support this president that, you know, a lot of people of color are not, you know, not fucking with. And so it was like, but then again, he's a a white, you know, NFL quarterback that's been in the league for 20 years and been winning. So it's one of those situations where you know, he's kind of like, okay, he might get this pass, but he didn't go at anybody specifically. He didn't say, I'm not a fan of so-and-so because he doesn't support the president, which is essentially similar to what Drew Brees did. Drew Brees is more along the lines of, he made it come out as if Colin Kaepernick didn't support the United States or the flag or anything Mm -hmm. that had to do with it. He Mm -hmm. made him out to look like that at a time when players like Drew Brees could have probably softened that situation up and maybe we're looking at it slightly differently now than we were back then. So Tom Brees, Tom, oh my gosh. I just, <laughs> made this, I just made this, I made this abomination of an NFL quarterback that don't nobody ever want to see. So, so Tom Brady, I feel like, it, it, and, and Derek, you alluded to this perfectly because, it, and I'm, I'm probably, it might've been Daniel. There, there I go. But bottom line is, is Tom Brady sort of allowed the stigma of MAGA to sort of, he allowed himself to marinate in it, but he never actually showed like he wasn't at no rallies. You know, I don't even think he was out playing golf with my mans. Like he wasn't doing anything specific. He had a hat <laughs> in his <laughs> locker and, allowed everybody to run with it like hey you know but <laughs> when you look at the relationship of, of craft with with trump and 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 trump in general when it comes to like you know just the people that are you know you got all these people frequenting the florida the florida area with all the super bowls we've had you have to know that that dude has it running in those circles with these nfl owners which is why it's still amazing that he didn't end up being an owner himself considering he has he was riding so many coattails of all these other NFL owners but that being said you you saw that that wasn't shocking I, I was not shocked when I saw a make America great again had in Tom's locker when I know how Kraft and 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 uh Trump get down um and just like if, if I saw one in somebody's locker in the Cowboys when I know you know that Jerry Jones is out here with his with his corner store wine drinking ass was out here probably running with Trump too so it's like one of those situations where that's not a shocking thing you know what I'm saying? But like Drew Brees was another breed, man, because he legit went at a cat. 
on something that you really needed to shut his mouth on and just be like, hey, man, I stand for the flag. You know, I stand up when the Amer- when the anthem goes up and I respect everybody's opinion to do what they got to do. And he could have left it at that. I don't care if he felt that way or not. <laughs> like, you know, now, now you said that, Terrell, do you think that might be actually a, a bit of privilege that Tom Brady has being a quarterback and a white quarterback at that in terms of how you can navigate certain things? Like first sure. will be the MAGA, second will yeah. be this whole Super Bowl issue because really Tom has just said, oh, I apologize and kind of has been silent the entire time. Sure. Where what if I'm thinking if it was, the rules were reversed and it was Tom Matthew, who people mm-hmm. assume said something crazy, racist right. or whatever. Yeah. I would think he probably wouldn't be able to be like, oh, well, I apologize to Tom. So it, it's squashed right. now. They'll probably be uh, like people, an investigation, the NFL releasing the tape, uh, yeah. people calling for his head, removal, <laughs> suspension. A lot of stuff going down. I would think sure. if it wasn't a quarterback and also Daniel, a white quarterback. You, at beat, that. you beat me to it. I was going to I was going <laughs> to do the thing where I asked well, you the question and I'm like, hey, Daniel, you think uh him being black has anything to do with this situation? Well, but here's the funny part, though. That's exactly – you're right. I mean, that, that the privilege aspect of it is he can say his little piece, even though he was in the wrong in this situation, regardless of what he said. He, he was allowed to just say his piece. Yeah, I, I texted him and apologized to him. And he ain't had to say shit since. Nope. Yeah. We've asked Tyron more, Matthew we've asked more questions still, to, to Tyron Matthew yeah, than to Tyron Tom Matthew Brady. is still – yeah, because it's like – we are. We, they're not even forcing Tom Brady to come for it. Why you ain't asking Tom Brady what the hell he said? Nobody asking Tom thing, Brady. Yeah. And like they the, asking the victim. That's like asking. I mean, come on, man. They 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 blaming the victim right now. They yeah. asking the victim. All I'm saying, one thing. I'm I'm cool with him getting upset about it, catching that flag and saying his piece. Tyron Matthew had a right to do that. The biggest issue I have is literally just the fact that it's like you know what, dude. You could keep on talking about it, but you can just eliminate that one little piece of the puzzle out of it. And then you can and then you can go on Twitter and beef with him or whatever you want to do, whether he decided he want to come back at you or not. It is what it is. But right now, because of where we are and I'm speaking of black folks here because of where we are, we got enough of these people running around claiming that we you know, are lying about how bad racism is in this country or, or lie. They claim we're lying about hearing racial epithets or people saying stuff to us. We, we are at a point right now where that's something, that's a thing. Like, well, these black people is out here claiming that we saying stuff that we not really saying. And so you got to get that out of the way. That can't be a part of the conversation. Let the rest of it fall. But that one part can't be a part of it because we're already we're catching flack. And it's a lot of big thing blaming on black folks right now because of mm-hmm. all the BS we see going on in the world right now. I mean, we got people rolling up on, on up on us and parks talking about they're going to call the cops and we ain't did shit. Like, I mean, so, you know, we we unfortunately, because the bar is set so high for us as black folks nowadays, regardless of what we do in life, we unfortunately you know, we bear the brunt of having to make sure that we put as many facts out as humanly possible when some shit like this goes down, because, you know, that's unfortunately where we stand, you know, and it, and it sucks, but that's the way it is. The perfect scenario for this thing would be, um, you know, Tyron Matthew already did his things like saying I already squashed it, you know, um, and he apologized, simple as that. Now, really, Tom Brady does needs to it would be better for Tom Brady to tell us what he said. So because. Tom Brady said it. <laughs> so how does it feel like it? That's from what I'm hearing, what you guys are saying, that'll be the better scenario for it. But unfortunately, that's not what it is. And I actually do agree with the privilege thing of Tom Brady being not only just a white quarterback, not only being the GOAT, I'm sorry, but also being a white quarterback. Because I think any quarterback in that situation would have got the same type of privilege, no matter who, what their stature is in the NFL. Um, 
I mean, this if you go back to Mason Rudolph and um Miles Garrett when that thing everyone went out with Miles, even though Miles didn't come really out of pocket. Mason Rudolph, they never they never said what he said so, to Miles. And will you get the same privilege to your boy uh slinging and Bing Danucci? No, but you said, but Terrell hit a point early on that uh, Tom Brady doesn't like his sorries are just very pretty, like bland. That's just a sorry. And so it made me try to remember when, um, when he threw the, the Super Bowl trophy over to Rob Gronkowski during the celebration and the daughter of the, of the Vince Lombardi creator, trophy yeah. creator was like, I want an apology. Tom Brady still ain't apologized for that. He told her to sit her ass down. Yeah, I said the same thing. I sit your ass, ass down. That was that was kind of weird, yeah. He was I I got so like hard. 800 of them trophies just floating around after exactly. the Super Bowl, but, trying to act like that's the only one, and they're going to give it to the next team next year. You know, sit your ass down. So I was like, in comparison of, of apologies okay. that Tom Brady needs to do, <laughs> like, that was the Lombardi trophy before. ain't nothing but a but a fantasy football trophy. And, and that's why he that we it. recognize on a regular on a regular basis. They need to that's get out of here with this. It's not like it's man. like it's not full with diamonds like the uh, in uh the college football trophies. All these like hockey players <laughs> dropping the Stanley trophy and shit. Get out of here, man. They oh. really be trying to act like that. That ain't the one going in the case. That's not the one going in the case. Yeah, but I mean I, I'll go Denzel on y'all. That ain't the one going in the case. All right. <laughs> That's not I, the one I, they putting in the case. I, That's the I one. I double down on that and I double tap on that motherfucker. <laughs> That's the one that they're going to carry around when they go on a victory tour. All right? That's the one they take to the parade. They could drop it to the bottom of the ocean and have another one out to them in five minutes. Think you can do this shit to me? <laughs> you do this shit to me? I this motherfucker down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I need, thank you, Denzel. I'm gonna be playing football in Pelican Bay when in I'm Pelican Bay. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta That's do the right. Do the remember the Titans quote. You gotta give me remember the Titans quote, man. Man, I, I don't even know no good quotes out there, movie, man. <laughs> wait, wait, Disney wait. movie. If it ain't got no cuss words in it, I don't know it. <laughs> What do you mean? You mean we going to blitz all night? And I'm just no, no, that's not. I know, I know that's not Denzel. That was the joke because we played it on your podcast. We played it on your podcast. Okay, all right. you if it's my show. Well, it's my show, and so and I actually have the power to mute. So maybe you want to stop talking. (laughs) Maybe you want to be careful. Huh? I have you. I have you podcasting in Pelican Bay. Boy, Derek throwing his weight around, man. For real, I forgot who I work for. I'm sorry. He tried to. He tried. He came at me. <laughs> you came cotton, at me, but, 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 but back to back to the matter at hand. Um, I, I, I think it's, I, I do think it's interesting that in these situations, um, it, it continues to be as Terrell said, the onus continues to be on, on the black player, even no matter what the situation is. Yeah. When Miles Garrett said that Mason Rudolph said something racist. He the, the onus was immediately put on him to prove it, even though there's no way for him to actually prove it. He can only tell you what he heard. Um, and then that became a whole run thing, the tape uh, where, <laughs> yeah, where Mason Rudolph was like, well, I didn't. And then he it was like, well, he said he didn't. And it's like <laughs> we treat we treat racism 
And it, this is, yeah. I'm not the first person to say it. I won't be the last. We treat racism like it's such a black mark to put on a white person more right. so than trying to take up for the people who have had the racism perpetrated against them. Like, oh, right. you can't, you can't say he's racist because he'll get canceled and it'll ruin his entire career. All right, well, well, maybe don't say racist things. Then. And I know in this case, Tom Brady didn't say anything racist, so we're not necessarily dealing with that. But still, right. um, even so. It, but it, the activity and the, the behavior activity, yeah, persists. The be- yeah. Even in a situation where racism he didn't has say not occurred, racist. right? Yeah. We're I, still doing it to to uh, Tyron. We're still yeah. making him prove something, or at least prove that something didn't happen because he hasn't said it happened. So, yeah. This whole so the whole thing. That's why you know even weeks later we're still talking about this because the whole thing is just it's it's a weird situation, and honestly, Tom Brady. Like, like Daniel said, there's a million other things that Tom Brady could have said that are on par or equal to. Like, he could have said something ableist. He could have said something sexist. He could have said something homophobic. It didn't have to be about race. I don't know. And I don't know if he said any of those things. He could have said something just like, like Daniel intimated, like something about your wife. Like, I, like I slept with your wife last night, I, and now I'm fucking in the Super Bowl, something like that. Something just completely out of pocket. <laughs> you know? who, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, as y'all can tell, Derek was not the trash-talking type on the court. <laughs> that was hey, not his hey, forte. Hey, 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 he let hey, his hey, game hey, do the talking you know for what? him. Hey, hey, you know what? And we have a story about that. We have a story to that end. Since we're here. No, no. Since we're here, we're going to tell the story. When I, I, got, was, a fre- when I was a freshman, I was on I was on B team and Daniel was also on B team and we went to opposite high school we went to you know rival high schools if you want to say it's not like our direct rival but you know in the district and so me and Daniel started against me we were both the tallest black people on the team so we jumped ball and so Daniel it comes out the gate firing he's saying all the trash talk I can handle and I'm just sitting there I'm just doing what I do because that's what I, I I'm silent on the court I wear the glasses I want you to think I'm a nerd a quiet nerd I want you to think nothing's ah. gonna happen and then I'm gonna drop this 20 on you and so Daniel's giving me giving me all the trash talk he can handle he's like you ain't gonna say nothing I just turned him like nah dog you know I'm not gonna say anything he was so mad he was so mad that I would not talk trash to him he's like bro it's funny our, pre- our premier matchup in him. high school me and you we were hey. together bro our first one on one matchup and this is what you give me nothing I was about to say, Daniel out here being KG and hey, <laughs> hit him with that Tim Duncan. Hey, hey, nice try, though. Nice try. Yeah, well, nice Derek was Tim Duncan that night. You, hey, you, 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 you got to work on your footwork. You should you should put your feet. <laughs> I remember who that was, Eton Thomas was talking about how he t- how Tim Duncan taught him how to how to his footwork mid-play. Hey, <laughs> you never heard that story? I did. Right. Yeah, I heard that one. Thomas Tim's told a, a story man. about how Timmy came down the court and they was on offense, and he t- Timmy was t- teaching him footwork during the play. And, and, <laughs> and Eton did was it like, too, though. He yeah, did he it too, did it though. and scored. And then he was like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, and Tim's it was like, out of his day. Like, there you go. Yeah, he was out of it. <laughs> but he said his mind wasn't in the game for the rest of the game because he was like, man, he's such a great guy. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, I know we're going off the tangent, but when Draymond Green was saying that Tim Duck started singing to him on the foul <laughs> Don't worry. I was trying to get his head all game, but then he just was at the free throw line and he's singing in my ear. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, makes me think, like, but 
<laughs> but that story that Derek shared, it makes me think about all the trash talking I did in high school. Yeah, man. Football. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the combinations of words and the things that I called people. And I mean, no, I talked about mamas. I know I talked about mamas. And the things that were called me. There was one time in high school, uh, our senior year, I was ready to fight somebody because they said something about my about one of my uh, sisters. And so I was ready to fight. But like, it was, about nobody's sister, bro. But so I'm saying, like, when you get to it and you know, like, you. And people know who who your family is, or they figure out who your family is. Like they, I mean, Tom Brady could have said something about his uh about his parents, uh, which I which is KG level type of type of stuff, or he could have said something about his sister or his wife or his one of his cousins or something like that. Well, K- but if, I mean, KG literally told someone who once ha- had cancer that he was a cancer, and so we know that these things can get quite out <laughs> of pocket. That. And uh, can that. get quite ridiculous. Yes, yes. Um, and so yeah, Daniel calling me out on my trash talk, which was rightful. I, I was I got caught up in the air, dude. Like I got caught up in I know, the air. I know. <laughs> Makes me wonder um, what that, what type of things would Daniel telling his best friend on the basketball. Uh, it, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything out of pocket. He was just talking, you know, just normal trash. Like I think he I think he got me on a play or something, and he said something about it. And then, uh, but, you he know, was I, telling you about the virtues of capitalism in the yeah. <laughs> Even back then, <laughs> free market, homie. Free market, <laughs> free market. Dog. Hey, let the market correct itself. Don't worry about it. Watch this spin move. Capitalism. <laughs> I'm gonna give you this turnaround, Jay, homie. <laughs> Socialism. Socialism. Uh, <laughs> Socialism. <laughs> I have enough points to give to everybody. <laughs> you, you can get it. Oh, you you can get it. You can all get it, baby. Yeah. You too. You too. Hey. <laughs> he won't do the euro step because it's not American. <laughs> Oh, and, and so that tells you it's time to to, to get yeah. off this topic. But no, any any last thoughts on on what's going da- what went down with Tyron Matthew and uh, and Tom Brady? Uh, I think we pretty thoroughly covered it, but I just want to give the floor as we transition out of our shenanigans. <laughs> well, I, I did want to circle back around to something you said earlier, D, about it. Kind of seems that Tyron Matthew has somehow become the villain in all this, even though he's the one who had you know the the uh, whatever said to him. And I think that that might be because of just public perception, you know, compared to these two together. So even from the very beginning, you know, Tom Brady was the, the golden boy who had this, you know, uh, pretty much like the American dream of being unheralded, six-round draft pick. People wrote him off. He worked his way up, you know, hey, D, came wait, up, won the Super Bowl. Right quick, I, I I don't mean to interrupt you while you're cooking, man, but right quick, I saw this thing today Tom Brady put on Twitter, and I think he does this kind of every year, and it's nice giving the people who go to the Combine, you know, hope even if they don't perform great at the Combine. He's like, they told me that I didn't have a strong arm, I didn't have this, I didn't have that. And I was reading that, and I was like, all of that shit is true, Tom. Like, I was reading all the knocks on Tom Brady coming out of high school. I'm like, I know you, I mean, coming out of college, I'm like, I know you're a really good quarterback, bro, but that, there's not a lie in that in that combine report. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, yeah, like. You were all, you were skinny, you weren't fast, yeah. you're not mobile. If the play breaks down, you're not creating pretty much anything. I mean, At the beginning yeah. of his career, he didn't have a strong arm. I have no clue where yeah. he found this arm, but he has it now. Yeah, like, he was but, 21 uh, years old. He had man boobs. Yeah, like, I was so like, bro. I was just, la- I was just laughing because he was like, think. you can prove him right or you can prove him wrong. And I'm like, well, you, you you prove him wrong from the standpoint of you're great, but you didn't really prove right. him wrong from the standpoint of all that stuff yeah. that they said about you is, is accurate. So it's just funny to me. Tom Brady might be the reason they come out in them I, dang leotard onesies and stuff now because, yeah. man. Because so athletes really do be finding ways to hype themselves up, and I get it. Yeah. That's the kind of mindset you have to have to be a great athlete. So I'm not, I don't begrudge him that. But it's just funny to me because I was like, none of this stuff is 
false, Tom. But anyway, I'm sorry, D, that was a, kind of a tangent, but go, go ahead, man. Oh, no, you're good. But because of that, though, you know, he's, he's seen forever in this golden light because of, you know, where, where he came from in terms of, you know, uh, beating the odds and, of course, winning Super Bowls and now being one of the greatest of all time, that even with the MAGA stuff and this incident, it's still like, yeah, he did some bad stuff or stuff that's questionable, but, you know, one hell of a player, American dream. So he kind of gets the benefit of the doubt. Yep. While for Tyron Matthew, he, you know, he has an amazing story as well, but it kind of seems like his past follows him more yeah. in the negative sense, you know, because he had the issues at LSU where he got kicked off the team because of his issues with marijuana um, because of that, he's been labeled, you know, a selfish player, even though that's that, that hasn't been the case, no matter where he's been, he's been, you know, pretty much a team first guy. He's been a captain, I think three times when he's with the, um, the Cardinals um, on the Chiefs. you know, he's, he's made quite a bit of money now from salvaging his career, but because of that though, because of, you know, the stigma behind him, part because he's also, you know, an African-American player, a DB, DBs are thought to be, you know, kind of arrogant or whatever. Uh, people look at him in a bad light at all times. So they kind of assume uh, even when the, I think we're even kind of uh, victims of that as well, because even when the play happened, we saw that happen. Like, Oh, what, what did Tyron Matthew say to Tom to cause him to get on him like that? That's what we said during the game. Remember that D like we assumed that Tyron Matthew had to have done something to anger Tom in that manner. And Tom got back at him. When really the sense was he was, no, he was actually just mad at the ref and saying, Hey, that was a bad call or yesterday call something. And then well, we Tom just kind of attacked him. We did that earlier. I, honestly, on that play, I'm actually kind of proud of us because we were like, well, Tom was popping off at him, but that was also because that's all CBS showed us. So we didn't even get to see the full thing. So it was a weird situation from the get go uh, yeah. because we were all like, well, what happened? Because Tyron Matthew got flagged and then we weren't even sure we weren't even quite positive if he was the one who got flagged. And then we kind of found out later he was, but we're like, all they showed us was Tom Brady popping off at him. So what the yeah. hell is happening? And it was already kind of a narrative going on that like Tampa Bay was getting all the calls, which I mean, yeah. I think that's, I mean, they were better team, but I think that's just a fact they got all the calls. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, and so it was a weird situation, but yeah, earlier, because earlier time on Matthew had popped off at Tom Brady and we're like, well, that's not smart. <laughs> we were all like, we were all like, well, Tyron, don't, don't do that. And we, you know, you never really, you never really think of the other side of what could be when you're watching a sporting event, honestly. Uh, yeah. I think that's a hole in pretty much everyone's yeah. game. You just see what they show you and you automatically think, well, they must be, that must be the, that must be what happened. Tyron Matthews clearly popping off at the go. Why would he do that? <laughs> so, yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny how initially, like, oh, Tyron wants to set something. So that's why Tom said something back to him. We found out that was not the case. And so now we're like, okay, well, now Tyron is kind of not saying anything to kind of get back at Tom and kind of make it seem worse than it really is. And it's like, well, no, he's just kind of trying to live his life and move on. So no matter what, it kind of seems like we're trying to get back to the scenario that he's a bad guy and Tom, you know, even though he did it wrong, is still the good guy when that's not the case, you know, at all. It's more like Tyron's like, hey, I was just playing the game, doing my thing, and he came at me, and now I'm trying to move on, yeah. but y'all won't let me move on. Or y'all keep saying that I'm doing something to Tom when he did something to me, so I, I don't understand y'all why. Y'all won't I, let me live. Yeah, man. just let me, let me be. Like, why, me do be I have to, why do I have to come out and talk and kind of explain what happens? Like, hey. It happened to me. I said, it's cool. Let's move on. And we're finding ways to kind of poke, you know, poke and prod at Tyron Matthew when it's like, well, that didn't seem warranted at all. And the interesting part about it, I forgot to add this in earlier, is that we've had plenty of chances to ask Tom Brady if what he said. He's he won the Super Bowl. And he's been in front of a dozen cameras since the Super Bowl happened. We could have absolutely asked him the simple question of, hey, what did you say? And let him speak on it. Even if he says he no, telling. that's technically the a journalist's job. Some a journalist should have done this by now. Technically, right. technically speaking, a journalist should have put a microphone in front of Tom Brady's face at, at a certain point and been like, "Hey, what did you say to Tyron Matthew?" And let him say whatever he's going to say on record, whether that's I prefer to keep that private, or "Hey, I've already apologized to him," or whatever. 
Uh, instead, everyone's looking for Tyron Matthew to speak, and he's the one who lost and should kind of just go away. Like what we right. ex- we expect it's it's hilarious because we expect quote unquote losers mm-hmm. to go away and let the winners you know have yeah. all the shine and 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 fade off into obscurity or whatever for the year or whatever and we expect the winners to kind of get the last word and in this case we would rather the dude who not only was the victim in the situation in this particular situation but was also on the losing team we expect him to kind of yeah. come out and clear the air and that's not his job right. when the nfl won't even do that the nfl won't release the audio to to right. to kind of clear this up which i kind of agree with that if, if if it's incumbent upon anyone i don't necessarily think it's anyone's responsibility per se to clear this up but if it's incumbent upon anyone to clear it up you would think it would be the nfl but they don't want to do that because right. they're always worried about precedent and they don't want to set a precedent where that they're going to be expected to have to resolve these issues one way or the other because they know there could be a situation where there might be some racism and they don't want to have to expose that when the time comes either sure and so well it, it, it's funny because the same people that get so annoyed about you know like black victimhood like oh black people are always acting like they're the victim they're the same people that are going to Tyron Matthew and like hey man what did he say like we need they need him to be a victim now so that they have something to write about <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> and it's like but you, you know what I'm you, I hear it all oh, well let's just stick to sports we don't talk about just racial stuff but but what did he say we just want to make sure you we want to hear it from you nah man forget all that nonsense so yeah I it sucks man but you I know actually, what? I actually saw something that actually kind of relates to that, Terrell. Uh, this woman put out that this guy, they were on a date, and they this guy, uh, they were out getting coffee, and this guy came back with two cake pops, and he ate both cake pops. And she was like, <laughs> what a, and he was like, what a monster. And so then this blew up into this whole thing of if he was obligated to get her cake pops, and if you're such a feminist, why can't you buy your own cake pops? And I was like, I'll, and the thing about it was, these are the same what? dudes who if, if the situation were reversed and he had said, hey, you want one of these cake pops? And she said, no, I can buy my own cake pops. They would call her a feminazi. They would right. say, they would say yeah. that she's taking it too far. <laughs> but because in this situation, it was not that. Now they're like, well, aren't you a feminist? Like It's so interesting to me how they move the goalposts depending on what has occurred. And so that that's what that brought to mind when you said that. Uh, cake pops are nasty. So that right there is <laughs> the end of the story to begin with. I've nasty. never had a cake pop in my life. I don't know. It's, it's, you don't I never need to have one. I'm on nasty. Yeah, they're gross. But, but I think a part of that deal, though, was he was he asked her, like, oh, what do you want? And she ordered only a drink or something. So then he got the drinks and then got himself the two cake pops. So he asked her, did she want oh, anything? Did okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, in, the, I, in the little yeah. uh, Facebook post or whatever, he's like, yeah, do you want something? She's like, yeah, this drink. He went and got the drink and then bought himself the two cake pops. So, and she's like, oh, that's nice. And he's like, well, you didn't ask for cake pops. So I'm about to, about that, to chow down. Let's keep it real, though. He, that would have looked kind of weird if I'm on a date and I come back with two cake pops. Yeah, yeah like, he should have he should have got two. I was, maybe one and then go back like, another one. Like, he, he really, hey, they're, small, they're small little cake pops, so he really liked cake pops. So, so he wanted two of those things. But the optics, I, yeah, the yeah. optics, man, the optics. I just, yeah, I thought it was, I didn't, see, I don't know nothing about cake pops. So I'm just like, why is this man coming back with two cake pops to eat both? of them himself like, that's, just, that's just weird offhand they um, literally the size of a lollipop and they're just nasty like the thought of them is just ridiculous but she, like, she, she was mostly just kidding but it turned into this whole <laughs> big internet thing but i just thought yeah. it was hilarious that people were like oh aren't you a feminist buy your own k-pops like all right guys <laughs> like come on you got your own money like I, i've been on that's enough days to know nice that stuff. even the strict <laughs> the most strictest of feminists like 
I still usually pay for those dates, and that's just how it is, man. That's just how culture is. Yeah. So, like, so let's not act like like it's just weird. It was you can be feminist and still like to eat for free. Get the fuck out of yeah. here! Like, <laughs> like what they gotta do with anything? Hey, sometimes some I'm not I'm I'm not a woman, but sometimes Daniel pays for my meals, and I enjoy that. <laughs> I, I enjoy sure that. Great. Hey, yeah. you sure? That's all you are gonna get out of me? You sure you pay? All right, bro, we good. <laughs> Whatever, man. Should have told me earlier, so I could. Or to something different. <laughs> so now that we've thoroughly gotten off topic like four times, uh, let's go ahead and hey Daniel, or is yes, it Terrell? Sir. Who I've, I've I've been off so long. <laughs> one of y'all. I, one of y'all. Is it time, <laughs> or would you I say it is not time I, I for the greatest segment in the history of segments? Yeah, you I ain't ask, time. asking me that. Nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Because I because I'll tell you no. Oh, Ed, what's the answer? I, I can answer. The answer is yes. Yes, the answer is correct. Yes, you're quite. Yes. All right, Th- thank there you. It the, the, so it must be time for is this your uh, king? And honestly, set him up and knock him down. Yeah, there you go. Ed. Your transitions continue to to get better every day. Segway has become a, an art form for the young Trey Blanco. So catch him on Trey Blanco's podcast and grill every week. Well, every two weeks oh, now. No. Every every other. We you know what. Just catch him when he's on it. All right, Trey catch Blanco's podcast. Cass is doing the pro days. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, and so uh, we we took the low hanging fruit. I'm not gonna lie to you, good people. Ted Cruz. <laughs> I, I I what can you say about Mister Rafael Cruz of Canada, <laughs> Senator, Junior Senator of, in Texas? I in the middle of a of the biggest. Well, I I say this because you know tomorrow or in three months, probably something bigger will happen because this is how 2020 and 2021 seem to go. But thus far, the biggest uh, catastrophe to hit central Texas in quite some time, you know, snow that no one could have anticipated inches and inches of snow that no one was prepared for. And, and, and what does this man go off to do? He goes to Cancun and, and, you know, to his, you know, faithful followers who were saying, well, he couldn't have done anything anyway. Since when? (laughs) <laughs> since when do we hold politicians to a standard such as that your constituents are struggling i'm not saying your whole family needs to struggle sure send your wife send your kids off get them somewhere safe if you have the means to do so but you are an elected official you're an elected official and you're expected to 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 meet the demands of your constituency when they're struggling and they were struggling there's no point where they've been struggling more than when we had to deal with the snow in a couple of weeks ago where we had to deal with loss of power. Some people were without water uh, and not just for a day for multiple days in some cases. Mm-hmm. So if you can't count on your elected official to stand up for you in those times, then I don't What's the point of sending them to Washington? What's the point of sending, giving them any kind of political power if they are not expected to stand up for you and find some way to help better or work. Who's not an elected official. Currently he found a way to help. Uh, Alex AOC, who's not elected official in Texas, she found a way to help. So you can't tell me this man couldn't have done something. Now, yeah, I don't, I don't begrudge his wife and his kids getting somewhere safe. I don't begrudge them that at all. But Ted Cruz should have stayed his ass in in Texas, where he could have done some good. Now, I don't know if I could depend on him to figure out what that is, but that's where he should have been. So I I, I I open up the floor to you good folks uh, and your thoughts on the yeah, matter. It's, it's obvious that he, he was confused because, you know, he couldn't ask Trump anymore. It's like, Trump, what do I do? So he's like, I don't know. He, he panicked, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, 
can you really get on, on him for that when, when his homie Trump is out of the office, man? Come on now. See, damn, you know my, my, my rebuttal to that is that he did ask his buddy Trump what to do, and his buddy and he Trump told him to go to Cancun. Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about That's some hillbillies out there. Out like there the, no, no. I, 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 from I, I, Canada, you already know how this did <laughs> down this cold weather, man. Get out of here, man. I see a little different. I, I, I see that maybe you know him and his wife were, were chilling at home like like the rest of us were, maybe listening to some music and you know, what came on on the iPod. Angie Martinez, if I could go, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if hey, I if I could go, Contigo, I'll tell my like, friends nothing at all. I'll he's like, you know what? Friends. That's a that's a good idea. Come on, come on, honey, let's go, let's roll, let's just go somewhere. Let's get out. Let's, let's blow I, this. I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna leave it at this, man. <laughs> and he told his friends nothing. Ted, <laughs> Ted Cruz is the king of doing the worst possible option, picking the worst possible option for everything. And I actually think that's the reason why he's been a, the junior senator in Texas and he hasn't been voted out yet. I know he hasn't had that many opportunities to be voted out, but I do believe that's the reason why is because he pretty much knows that no matter what decision he makes, as long as he doesn't do anything that looks progressive <laughs> or as long as he doesn't do anything that looks liberal, uh, he can literally take a crap on Nancy Pelosi's desk and nobody's going to do anything about it because he's in a state where basically you just have to be counted on as a solid red vote and against anything that's considered liberal or progressive. And that's what he is. That's what he is. Cornyn, we've seen the same thing with that cat. We've seen the same thing with Abbott. We've seen the same thing with uh, Patrick or whatever his name is. We've seen it with all these dudes. I mean, we got one guy that's the attorney general of the state. My man's is up on charges right now. And he's just running. He's just going about his life. Ted Cruz is right in that line. It doesn't matter what Ted Cruz does. And that's why he keeps doing dumb shit. Like he was at this CPAC thing and he's out there. He joked about the fact that he rolled out to Cancun on stage. Like in front of a bunch of people, like like it was no big deal. I mean, and he's down there after, you know, following up or, or you know, he's going to get followed up by Trump. But I mean, this man called his wife ugly. I mean, this cat came out here and tried to tell everybody that his pops had something to do with JFK's assassination. He's a rat. He's just hmm. a sniveling little rat and a coward. And he's just going to he's just biding his time. Because he knows that there's nobody that's going to be able to beat him. I hope I'm wrong. But he feels at least that nobody's going to be able to beat him as long as he is a solid red vote in a solid red state. And unless Texas turns a different color, he knows he can get away with it. That's why he's low hanging fruit. And that's why he did what he did. You know, and, and I'm, I'm actually surprised he came back. Because realistically, he could have stayed his ass down there for a week and came back and it, we, we'd be talking about him the same way. I think the only reason he was scheduled to come back when he was because he had to go do this CPAC bullshit. So realistically, and he wanted to go and grandstand during one of those hearings this past week. So nah, man, I mean, cats like him, if I'm on, is this your king? Nah, bro. But then again, I live in Texas. So it's like <laughs> until somebody ungerrymandered this fucking state. And I know he's not he, he doesn't benefit from gerrymandering. But just generally speaking in this state until they ungerrymandered this motherfucker, we ain't going to never have a candidate that's going to be good enough and have enough, you know, clout to get in there and get this dude up out of here, man. And it's sad and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of where we are right now. I just I just wish we could hold our politicians to a to a higher standard because it's unacceptable for Ted Cruz to, to, to leave during a time like this, it's unac- but it's unacceptable. I have another uh, one second. It's unacceptable for our governor 
to come out and take literally no accountability right. for what he's done to help deregulate the system so that we right. could get to a place where we all had to suffer through rolling blackouts just to survive. Yeah. It's unacceptable for them to continue to act in this way and for us to not hold them accountable. There needs yeah. to be accountability because if we don't hold them accountable, these things are going to continue to happen. Because if you let them blame things that aren't the actual cause of what caused these problems, well, then they don't fix the things that actually cause the problem. And yeah. I, it's, it's un- we as people need to, I wish we could come together and at least agree. <laughs> like maybe we can't agree on who needs to replace Ted Cruz, but let's agree that Ted Cruz needs to be replaced. Be replaced. Like he ain't <laughs> it. His own colleagues, like on his side of the aisle, don't like him. It's funny to me because I, I read none of that matters. That, I read a thing because today yeah. that's one of his colleagues said that uh, I'm probably someone who likes Ted Cruz the most, and I hate Ted Cruz. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like that's legit. That's a legit quote. And like these are people that are going on the record and say they can't stand this cat, but it's like he's just when I see his face. <laughs> It's like you ever see somebody and you know they ain't shit when you see them. Like you don't even know them. Like you just walk up to him and you see him and you like, yeah, that motherfucker look like he's shady as hell. That's that's him. That's Ted Cruz. Every time you see him, and I and you know I'm right because we know he ain't shit. <laughs> like, and so it's like it's just sad to me because it's like the the thing that stuck with me the most with Ted Cruz was when he was running, and I think it was when in 2015 or 16 when he was running against Trump. What solidified it for me, and I admit that I hadn't really paid him much attention, even though he'd been a senator for a while, what stuck with me the most is he was getting off his little campaign bus and his daughter was there and his and his wife was there. And I think it was probably his oldest daughter or whatever. Like he goes to like hug her or, you know, give her a kiss or whatever. Okay, I see. And the daughter was like, oh, just get away from me. Like she was literally physically repulsed by him. And I saw that and I was like, oh, no. Like, that cannot be. Like, dude, like, even Donald Trump's kids, like, you know, I don't know how sincere they are, but they loved him some some daddy. But this little girl was about 14, 15 years old, and she looked like she was ready to vomit because he was just just off basic contact with the father and daughter like you would normally expect to see. And that right there, you know, is just, that right there kind of epitomizes everything that's wrong with that cat. Because when your own family ain't caping for you, man, like his wife, the one that got him in the most trouble, he could have kept the lie up, but his wife was texting with his home, with her homegirls about, hey, y'all, let's go to Cancun. Let's get the fuck up out of here. Like, fuck these people. Like, that, that was like, that's what got him in the most trouble. And he came out and lied. And it's like, he's still doing his thing. He, he's doing his same stick still. I mean, come on, man. It's like, I agree. We, we need to demand more, but we also need to be in a state that doesn't keep the people that could vote his ass out from voting because that's what we do we we keep you know that's what this state does just like georgia and some other states do they best to try to keep black folks from voting so until and that kind of, i'm yeah, sorry go ahead oh yeah and to kind of touch on what derek was saying a little bit earlier the higher standard i think we need to hold them just to a just a regular standard of everyday at, working in america because you said higher boss like this needs to be higher as a start yeah because it's more <laughs> of where, where they where they land in the rung of you know their position in in terms of the state, right. right? In terms of the regular people. So yeah. they're pretty much like a GM, CEO, commissioner, owner, or whatever. That's their right. role within the political system in the, in the state, you know? So just for an example is it's like, okay, if I'm a CEO of a company and my company gets hacked and all my, my clients accounts are like all out there on the internet. Now 
I'm not in cybersecurity. That's not my role, but I'm not going to go on vacation when all my clients' accounts are out there floating somewhere. There I'm going to be out getting ahead of it in meetings, right. getting it how done, can I help? press conference. How can I help? What can I do? How can I get ahead of this thing? That's my role, not to leave. Um, bring it back to sports. If, say, like an NBA team refuses to play for the rest of the season for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and Adam Silver is like, all right, well, y'all handle that. Cool. That's No, you don't do that. That's not <laughs> Your role is to make sure everything is functioning correctly and if right. it's not how can you help because even that's on the team to get their players to play for whatever's going on you still want to say okay well something's going on you know what's wrong with you what's wrong with the players what's wrong with the ownership that's your role as being the governing body it's not just to be like okay well i can't literally get out there and fix it myself so yeah i'm cool it's like no as a regular person a regular person in a company if you're in a leadership role it's from the top down so something something's going wrong beneath you you have to make sure it's getting corrected before you go out and go on vacation or leave it and throw your hands up or whatever so that's what i'm saying not higher just regular that's, that's regular it. stuff that you see every single day when you right. go to work you see yeah. it all the time but people the are baseline like, oh the politicians though it's different it's like it's not it's a job we pay no. we pay for their salary yeah. it's not different it's the same thing and that's people getting their minds like is it a normal well not normal but it's a still a job with normal responsibilities and you have to handle that responsibility no matter what it's not nine to five you're right. on the clock all the time hey your salary that's how it goes if you get called in you got to go into work that's how it goes you know and yep. white knows and, a little uh, something about being on salary yep i do and um daniel and he threw me a good pitch buddy i might have hit this out <laughs> the park because uh politicians are the best are not the best but they are the essential workers and so as a essential worker myself i still had to drive through ice and snow and sleet and different car accidents luckily i didn't have to get it luckily i didn't get in a car accident but at the in the store with a very few minimal people who decided to stay home to because of their own safety but because of my role as a manager and because i am a essential worker so that everyone else you know decides to get on the road and buy some stuff um i still showed up to work even though I did not want to, <laughs> to wake yeah. up at five thirty in the morning, multiple days out yeah. of the week, and get to work, drive across town to get to work, and so um, yeah, Ted Cruz, if I had to get up and go to work for my for for my salary, <laughs> guess what you got to do, sir? Your ass got to do it too. <laughs> so that's what. So that's why I was I'm, like Derek. I'm with Derek. I don't care about if you, hey, you had the means to send his family out to Cancun. Great, you, you know, that's good for you. If I had the means to send my wife and my family someplace else and I have to go through that ice way, I would have done the same thing too. But I did, would not have taken a vacation and I didn't take a vacation. I still haven't taken a vacation yeah. <laughs> because if the job still rolls on to it. And yeah. so guess what? My planned vacation is when my planned vacation is because I yeah. have a job that I still got to do. It's what happens when you're a central worker, man. You do stuff that you don't normally want to do, but because of the pay and because it's your job that you signed up to do, you got to sign up. And you got to do it. So Ted Cruz signed up to do the job. You got voted to do the job, not by me, but by other people. So you got to do it. I didn't do it. And, and, and D, I know you weren't, uh, I know you weren't, because uh, I, I did not mean a higher standard in terms of a higher standard. I meant literally a higher standard than what we are holding them to now. And I mean it in the very literal sense of it's at the fucking bottom and we need to make it higher. But uh, I will also say that I, I, another reason I probably sprayed it that way that so many people this week were like, well, if I, if I was Ted Cruz, I, I would have gone and done that too. Or I went off. It's like, you're not an elected official. Right. You can do whatever you want to do. Because you're not an elected official. He, he has to be, he's different than you in that regard. 
and because you voted him to be different from you in that regard. And so it, it's crazy to me, like the people caping up for Ted Cruz doing just ridiculous things. And, and I think it goes back to a lack of empathy. I think it's it's back to that again, where it's like, well, yeah, if I could leave all these poor people to die, I, I certainly would do so. It's like, I don't, what's your point, bro? Like that you don't care about people? What are you trying to say to me? Like, I don't understand what you're caping for. And one more well, point. I was, I, I got stuck listening to, I didn't get stuck, but uh, when I got in my car, I had the, I had, when I listened to the radio, I normally listen to Spurs game when I'm driving home from work. And so the Spurs is played on San Antonio 1200 WOAI, which no, normal days is like a conservative radio. Uh, radio. Joe and so, Pags. yeah. So I got stuck listening to Joe Pags one night on my way home from work. And it was, I texted Derek about this. I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> but they, they, you mentioned about Ted Cruz making a joke about the Cancun, but they they basically asked Ted Cruz. They basically were saying they wanted Ted Cruz to joke about it, and it was like it was, he said it was like a big old slap in the face to those who hate him to doing it to slap, make a joke with it. And I was like, man, y'all, yeah, this is some trash, and y'all hate people right. so much. I, I I can't remember what I texted there, and that's the I sense that I got. But it's the fact that he thought, yeah, let's roll with that. Like, yeah, he's like that's the problem. Smart. That's the he's biggest issue with him. Because like, yeah, he doesn't care. Because he knows he's not going anywhere. At least that's what he thinks. So let AOC take a vacation doing her one of her crisis in her state. Come on, man. Uh, she got her she got her eyebrows done once, and somebody was like <laughs> clowning her on it. I'm serious. Like she literally got her like that. eyebrows. You know, like big. She, and, and I'm like, word. Like, come on. Man. Or if it was Beto, and it's and it's in the different. If Beto got elected, if it was Beto. Like, come on. Now, he was man. skateboarding like, at the in, in the in the Whataburger parking lot. Yeah. So, okay. And people, you could barely and, walk, homie. And people grilled Obama for all his uh, President Obama for all his golfing trips when Trump took more and was golfing <laughs> on the last night of his last day of his job. And so it's like, come on now, man. <laughs> so, like, there is a double standard when it comes to certain uh, people in America. Oh, well, I say two conservatives in America, and I can't. It, it, it bothers me a lot. <laughs> so so much yeah. I ended up texting Derek about it. Yeah, you were talking like, about how he was railing against cancel culture while he was canceling people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Apparently like, he canceled like Nike or he canceled some. Uh, he canceled a uh, potato head, Mr. Potato, potato head now in Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause potato head, Mr. Potato head became potato head because they took the gender, they ungendered Mr. Potato head. And so they, he was up in arms because how could his kids ever function without having a Mr. Potato head in their life? How could they ever function with just purely a potato head? I, I cannot, I would not know. I, I, I would not know how that would, how kids could possibly understand the dynamics as of life. You Take the mustache <laughs> off of him. He's no longer Mr. Potato Head. That's, that's part of actually owning the toy. You can actually turn him from Mr. to Mrs. Right. if you even want to, or just him up as I'm a saying. woman or whatever. So that's part of the actual toy. So yeah. Like, yeah, it actually makes more sense now. Dan- Daniel, 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 <laughs> I, I can't, I can't begin to fathom how his kids would ever function in normal society without knowing that it is Mr quote-unquote potato head <laughs> and it's merely just potato head how ever could they function i'm sure they'll be scarred their lives and become felons because of this yes mm. yes <laughs> yes any chance of becoming productive members of society no. out the way gone. gone gone now gone because of because of potato <laughs> damn head. you potato head <laughs> <laughs> how will how will they make toy story five with only potato head how daniel <laughs> And we know Ed won't see it either way, but the rest of us might have. <laughs> hey, hey, I will still watch it. I'll watch it. I mean, I like it. You'll watch it. Shout out to so hey. shit, on, shit, on, shit on Bo Peep is why you'll watch it. Hey, hey, hold hey. on. Hold on. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all the kids Good. still looking for Mr. Potato Head's penis. 
here. Did you ever find it? Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and so since we're here, if you have not heard the t- uh, we Toy defend Story. Toy Story Four episode of Is This Your King way back in the archives, where Ed tells us why he hates Toy Story Four and, and actually Toy Story Three. Uh, it's a fun episode. His wife comes and shreds him. His Ed, Ed, White, Ed White's own wife comes on the podcast to shred him. That's how good that grows me is. for that too. She loves that that moment for her life <laughs> in a relationship. That she grows me onto a story, and I was like, okay, I'll let you have that win, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't let her have it, but you know, she definitely had. She definitely took the win. Uh, yeah, she did. But I mean, I was like, hey, if you want to bring whatever win you want to talk about forever for the rest of our relationship. That would be the one. I'd be happy uh, with that one. And, and that's called staying married, Ed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything else to say on Raphael of Canada? Cancel good because I'm running out of batteries and I don't feel like talking about his punk ass no more. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get out of here then. Daniel Davison, thank you for stopping by the program, my friend. You're very welcome, Derek Lewis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ed White the third, Trey Blanco. We will see you. When can we expect a Trey Blanco's podcast and grill? This week, next week? Uh, pro pro days are happening uh, pretty soon. So some prospects for the Cowboys, I'm trying to get some video off of and be, try to pay attention to it as well. So we uh, got a lot of Cowboy news and we're still waiting for Dak Prescott. Hashtag pay Dak, man. Follow me at Trey underscore Blanco, the real Trey Blanco. Hey, man, Ed is good. That's how you say like a lot of stuff. I'll say anything at all. He said a ton of words right there, but it gave no information about he, when he, he, did, he, he did not answer my question whatsoever. That's good. nice. That's he's fine. Good. Yeah, He's getting better at this, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, to my dismay, he's getting better at this. Uh, I am Dr. Lewis Bookett on Twitter. Not, I am all, no, I'm, even, even, I'm about to say goodbye to Terrell. Terrell, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Support the arts. Because we are the arts. And, get, and go ahead and drop your Twitter handle, my man. Hey, man, at Terrell Huff. Uh, also, you can check us out at the uh, Blue Collar Sports Dads. Uh, and, uh, got a new sponsor this week, so we pretty hyped about that. And, uh, Derek, I might need you next week. I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. Stay tuned for that, possibly. Welcome to the big <laughs> leagues. Getting that call-up, baby. Yeah. You're playing with the big boys now. No, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 10-day contract, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 10-day contract. <laughs> yes, I did. Just drop the Prince of Egypt reference. Terrell, hit him with the outro, baby. The week in the take, because the week may end, but sports don't. Bye-bye.